Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. Executive Search Podcast. My name is Steve Yakish, and this show is for business owners, board members, and executives exploring strategies and tactics to attract, select, and retain the very best. If you're not feeling 100% confident that you have a plan to recruit the very best, keep listening. This podcast will help you get there. That said, I'd like to welcome in Mr. Scott Peterson from Verseek Search. How are you? I'm good. Great to be here again. Um, episode two, season two. Uh, happy to be uh, launching into our next season here. Yeah, as a quick recap, um, started season two last week and did a, a review of some 2019 trends and if they were coming true or if anything has changed. And then we also brought it, brought it down into the local market um, on how national trends are playing out here in the local Twin Cities market. Yep, that was a, it was a nice transition, uh, I thought, episode for us to kind of launch into something new today. Yeah. And that being said, we're going to take a pause. Uh, We've done that a few times, but we've been getting some good feedback from the listeners. And the question that was posed to us is um, a lot of, well, all the podcasts were really around helping organizations find and attract and select and retain their employees. What if I'm a candidate? Right. Any advice do you have for me if I'm being a candidate? So we thought we'd take a pause and have a candidate-driven podcast and give you, you know, some thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. All right, so a couple things. Um, importance of building out your network and or relationship with a recruiter when you're still working. Yes. Um, what I have found, Steve, over my career is when people are in need of a new job, a new career opportunity, um, that's when they start networking. Um, although that's still good, uh, it really needs to start and be sustainable while you're in a position. Be proactive. Be proactive. And that's yeah. networking with people um, like an executive recruiter like myself or you. But it also goes beyond that. You should be networking with people in your peer group. Um, if, you get a, if you're a part of a peer group, if um, uh, part of an alumni association from your university, Um, You never know when you're going to need to tap into that network. Your company could be bought uh, by a company outside your local market, and now you're looking for a position. And reality is two months ago, you thought this was going to go on for the next five, ten years. Um, So really actively working your network um, really is, is critical because if you wait until you need a job, then it becomes a full-time job of networking, and that really become quite um, quite a huge hill to climb. Yeah, and it, it takes a while to build that if you did get surprised, and now you need to all of a sudden re-energize what was maybe a network or a network that didn't exist. I mean, you're four or six weeks to get you know everybody knowing that you're looking for a new right. opportunity, and, and most people will have the time and luxury to take that four to six weeks, but... If you just do it every now and then, every couple of weeks, schedule a networking meeting, now you're that far ahead. Yeah, every single every single person that I've spoken to that didn't maintain their network while they were employed has told me they wish they would have. Yeah. Um, and so always may, be purposeful about that. 
Um, we, I'd recommend, you know, one, two coffees, lunches per week that are just pure networking, even while you're in a, in a job, because I think it not only helps you personally, but it also can, if you've got questions about what's going on at your own company, mm-hmm. those conversations can lead a lot of different places. Absolutely. So let's uh, do it in a couple different ways. We'll approach it as I am employed, I'm happy, but I'm taking Scott's advice and I'm, I'm wanting to figure out and build a relationship with a recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some questions that I should be asking? And then the second piece is what if a recruiter reaches out? How do you validate? Is this right. a recruiter I should reach back out to. So let's start with the first one. Yeah. So you're currently employed, happy, but yeah. So I get, I get people reaching out to me via LinkedIn, whether it's sending me a resume that, Hey Scott, I'm a, I'm a current CFO. Everything's good here, but I just want to proactively keep my network building. I'm happy to take those meetings because it's, it benefits me on in two ways. One, it can help you stay connected. Uh, but two, it helps me build my, my database of, of future uh, candidates for positions that might come across my desk. So I, I always look at um, from the perspective of the candidate, if the recruiter is willing to meet with me to learn about what my likes are, what my desires are, what my career aspirations are, that's a recruiter that I want to work with. Perfect. So let's say you do find that recruiter that does want to get to know you as a person and aspirations versus a couple bullet points on your resume. Um, what are some questions that you would give candidates um, advice on to ask to figure out if they're the right recruiter? Because yeah, so not all recruiters are one size fits all. No, I mean, what you're asking is how do you validate how good they are? Correct. Right? Or yeah. what kind of recruiter they are, what kind of person they are. Do they, do they look out for your best interest or their best interest? Mm-hmm. Um, so one is, as you're networking with other people in your peer group, they're going to have recruiters, retained recruiters, um, that they refer you to. So use your network for that. Sure. Um, but also you can do research on them. I mean, the Google's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, you start doing research on their on their company they work for, on themselves, look at their background, look at the searches they've done before. Are they a credible uh, recruiter that you should want a relationship with? I've never met a recruiter that doesn't have a profile on LinkedIn, so that's probably a good mechanism that's, to, that to do some research, right? Yeah. So you, you meet with them. Um, you know, some recruiters specialize in a really tight niche skill set. Others are functional based. Some are just uh, more of a generalist at, right. let's say, that executive level. What questions would you provide or what questions would you give advice to ask to see um, or how do you vet that out? Who are what is their specialty? Right. Um, easiest way is to ask them a couple of questions. Steve, if you're the recruiter and I'm the candidate, Steve, where have you done CFO searches um, with my kind of background in the past? Have you done anything, um, you know, if I'm making X dollars, what kind of, how many searches have you done in the last couple of years in that space? Manufacturing, financial services, could be industry, could be just, you're just trying to figure out, is this a recruiter that can help me over the long term? Sure. And so, you know, we just dive into those questions about, um, uh, the experience that that recruiter has, where what companies they work with. Maybe they can't give you the exact companies all the time, but they can give you industries and size, mm-hmm. um, geographic location, that kind of stuff. How about the question of explain your process when you are re- working on behalf of a client? So you want the candidate to understand what our process is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you should be able to get from that recruiter a very detailed, here's what we do with our clients from step one to final candidate presentation. Mm -hmm. um, if, a, if, a, if a recruiter's not able to do that, um, are they really, really thoughtful in their process? Are they really the type of person that you want to be with if they're more of a, a shotgun approach to recruiting and, and helping their clients? Mm -hmm. So again, ask them, ask them their process. If they can walk through that process without looking at notes, without <laughs> looking at a printout, um, it's a pretty good indication that they've got a robust process that they're helping their clients through. Perfect. And that means the, the quality of, of search and or the search process, it's, just, it, it's going to tell a candidate, yeah. hey, these guys get it. They've been there. They've done it you know, ask them recent searches or typical searches that you do, like you yeah. said, that'll all start to resonate with, you know, if I'm a candidate, hey, this, this guy or gal has a thorough process. Yeah. I like that they do X, Y, and Z. They've done searches that would be of interest to me in the past. Yep, probably right. want to invest some time with and them. And the one, one thing you can do is um, ask them questions about, if it's a specific search they're doing, right? Um, if they are armed with the answers to your questions, mm -hmm. that obviously mean they spend a lot of time at that client understanding the company culture, the specs of the position, what kind of person be successful there, all of those things. The more that they can answer those questions for you, the more you should have comfort that their process is very thorough. If you get called on a CFO search and they don't know anything about the company, they just know there's a CFO search, uh, I'd be, I'd be uh, reticent to accept that is, you have that position. Yep. Um, you know, again, it's the thoroughness of the recruiter really tells you how how um, strength the strength of the relationship with that client. Yeah, and I think just even asking, you know, hey, tell me about the personality of the board. Tell me about the personality of the CEO. If we're gonna, if if we kind of stay on your CFO right. um, example, you know, tell me about his or her background. What's their personality? What's their leadership style? If that recruiter can't, then. You, you just know what you're getting yourself into, and right. it might might still be a good opportunity that they might explore if it's a specific opportunity, but just know that you're going to need to find that out a right. lot more on your own, yeah. and, and a good recruiter will have all of that, like you said. And we, and we might be getting to this as another question that yeah. might be in your head, but I'll just jump into it. Ask them what, what their uh, relationship with the client is. Is this a retained engagement, which means, which means that's exclusive to that recruiter, right? Mm -hmm. So that means... That company has agreed to pay said recruiter to start the search, mm -hmm. um, which means they've been vetted, they've been thoroughly uh, put through their process, and that we have an exclusive relationship with on this. So you shouldn't hear about this opportunity from anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, again, should give you comfort that it remains confidential if that needs to happen, yeah. all those sorts of things. So that's a very important um, key to this that hey, understand their relationship with the client. Do they have this exclusive or is it more of, hey, there's three firms working on this? Yep. So I'm going off script a little bit. Um, I hate when you do this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but you'll have the answer. So let's say I don't have a relationship with a recruiter, but they reach out to me, whether it's old-fashioned they called me or yep. they sent me a note via LinkedIn or, or some form. Um, what would you give advice um, in that note or in that message to a candidate that says, yeah, I should probably return this phone call. Is there anything in the in the message that would give a potential candidate confidence to return that phone call? Because let's face it, people are getting calls all the time. I right. mean, it's a, it's a talent 
Right. Uh, shortage market. I think it depends on the level of position that they're calling you about. If it's an executive C-level, um, I almost think no matter what the message is or how good it's crafted, return that call, <laughs> return that in-mail because they could be a, um, a great networking source for you for an opportunity. If you're a, uh, you know, maybe just a senior staff accountant and you're getting called by 40 recruiters because everybody needs a senior staff accountant, that's going to be really hard to decipher between the good and the bad and the ugly of the recruiters that are out there. Um, so, again, getting back to doing some research on them, how long they've been with the company, with the company reputation, those sorts of things, and then make your judgment call of, of who to call them back, you know, who to call back. Um, you know, because there's only so much I can say in, a, in an email or a voicemail to somebody about an opportunity. Um, but I try to make it a compelling, you know, uh, hey, this I've got a compelling opportunity. It fits with your background. I like I've read through your LinkedIn profile. Um, I like what I see. I'd love to just have a few minutes to talk about interest level, um, what you're where you're at right now. Um, so sometimes it's just, hey, be be uh, be selfish and just say, I'm going to call that person because mm -hmm. even though today I might not be looking, but tomorrow I, I could be. Yep. And I think, too, and, and I know we're all busy, um, but I would I always would return that phone call just solely based on even if I'm happy as can be, I might have somebody in my network or a friend or a former right. colleague that I could really help out and make an intro because they may really like this particular role, even though it might not be a good fit for me. Right. right? I think, I think um, recruiters, um, you know, it's a hard job right now in this marketplace mm -hmm. with the candidates. So, you know, you know, you don't know when the economy is going to change and you're going to, quote unquote, need a recruiter someday. Um, so building that relationship, um, even in the best of times, I still think makes a lot of sense. Perfect. Well, good. Well, um, we covered a lot, but I think in summary, and correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> add if you need anything, but um, you know, build a relationship, be proactive. Even if you're gainfully employed, heads down, um, A, you can just build a great peer network for non-recruiting type of activities and or you never know uh, on that day that you may or you know get surprised. So be proactive, start building that um, with a recruiter, but also just your network in general. Yep, and then work that network and continue to uh, be accepting to be in someone else's network and mm -hmm. reach out to your network as well. So I think those, they, they, it pays off in, in the most interesting ways over time. There's stories and stories upon um, networking with somebody and five years later they find a job because of some advice that you gave them. <laughs> um, in fact, I just had, had dinner with, with a friend of mine. I gave him some advice and, and, it, and it, we didn't help him directly. Mm -hmm. Another recruiter did, yeah. um, but the advice was spot on for him. I think that only came from networking. Yeah, absolutely. And then if, a, if you are trying to build a relationship with the recruiter, you know, just vet them out, understand their process. Is it thorough? What type of searches uh, are they typically doing? And are those a type of uh, career moves that would be attractive to you? Um, some of them are very industry specific. Some are more general, geography based, et cetera. So ask those questions and you know, let's face it, most people are pretty smart, can read, you know, the person across the, you know, the, the chair from or the table, and you'll understand if they're pretty credible or not, yeah. or if they, if they get it. And if they are, invest some time, put them on your calendar, reach out to them every six months, whatever it might be, just build that relationship. I love right? your word investment, because it is an investment in, in uh, time and, and, you know, for just, you know, 30, 40, 50 an hour uh, mm -hmm. coffee, it's uh, 
totally worth your investment of time. Perfect. Well, that's a wrap for this show, uh, and we will have episode number three next week, and uh, we'll uh, we're gonna hold the the no, agenda gonna, or the, the agenda. topic <laughs> the topic uh, a little close because we got a maybe a little surprise next week as we uh, continue to kick off ep- uh, season two. Yeah, like they used to do in the old radio shows. That's called a cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them coming back after right, commercials, right. right? Cool. Well, if you want to get a hold of Scott, you can always look him up on LinkedIn or uh, Verseek.com. And uh, please keep the emails coming. Um, they're they're great to get everybody's feedback. And uh, if you like what you hear and you haven't subscribed to our channel, you can find it out on all the major podcast outlets. Yeah. Outlets. Yeah. Outlets. Yeah. I like that comment. Yeah. Descriptor. Outlet. Great. We'll see you next week. All right. Take care. See ya.